Welcome to the Mental Insights Podcast, a conversation aimed at understanding all sides of mental health, addiction recovery, and homelessness. Each interview will include one's personal experiences and insights, earn experts, advice, and knowledge within one of these fields. The goal is to promote awareness, guidance, and support for anyone who is affected by these challenges. Thank you all for listening. Welcome to the Mental Insights Podcast. This is your host, Brennan Cattulli, and we are here today for Season 2, Episode number 16 with Tracy Maxfield. In Part 1 of this episode, we spoke about mental health challenges and some issues that are taking place within the mental health industry. Within this part of the episode, we're going to be speaking specifically upon bullying within children and what we can do to provide some helpful resources in order to uplift children who are facing some of these challenges today to really bring about how many people are experiencing bullying. The Mental Health Commission states that one in three youth are are bullied within Canada, and it's definitely continuing at a rapid rate, whether it's face-to-face, whether it's online. There's many different means of how children are experiencing this issue, and you know, Tracy, what are we really seeing within, you know, this realm of, you know, how recurring are, you know, mental health challenges within children today due to bullying as a, you know, primary measure? Oh, gosh, it's significant. Um, you, you can't talk about mental illness without bringing in bullying. And you can't talk about bullying without bringing in mental illness. Um, so as you said, I mean, in Canada, um, in the States, it's exactly the same. Like every seven minutes, a kid is bullied. Every seven minutes. Um, for example, today in the USA, 160,000 kids are going to miss school for fear of being bullied. And then the most staggering one is 3,041 kids in grades 8 through 12 will miss school because of being bullied. That's every single day. And they haven't even done the grades lower than grade eight, but they estimate there's another thousand adding to that. So that's approximately 5,000 kids are missing school daily for fear of being bullied. And people are saying, oh, well, when you think of the population of the kids in school, but that's 5,000 kids that, I mean, are contemplating suicide because of what they're going through. Mm-hmm. And I think what people have to understand is that Bullying today is nothing like bullying was when I was growing up. So I was in the late 60s and 1970s. Yes, there was bullying. But the bullying was kind of reminiscent of Nelson in The Simpsons, right? Give me your lunch money. Yeah, tripping you up. I'll get you. Now we have a whole bullying genre where it's not just bullying in school. Child or teenager will go home and they're bullied online. And they call it the total bully experience. So it was 24-7. It's unrelenting. Also, bullies, it's really one bully. That kind is gone. It's now the pack mentality, they call it. And the bullying amongst girls has like tripled. Bullying with girls is above and beyond, has become the most insidious and dangerous form of bullying because so it's the pack so you'll have the popular girl who is going to control the pack and then she has what they call all her assistants and it could be anywhere from three to seven and they will do the bullying at her behest 
So she actually can stand there if she's dragged into the principal's office and say, but I never did anything. Right? Everyone else did it. And so can you imagine what it is like if you're a 13-year-old girl in school and let's say you're overweight or you've got a funny nose or you're of a minority or maybe you're having a sexual identity crisis because LGBTQ and minorities um, astronomical rates of bullying in schools with these four kids and you have the prom princess and her five girl entourage and they bully you relentlessly there's no escape so you you know you deal with them as you're going into school then you may want to try and escape to the washroom it doesn't matter one or two will follow you you go to the lunchroom two more will follow you You'll check your phone. They're on the phone. And what does this do to your psyche? What does this do to your brain? And again, we go back to this flight, fight, fight, right? It's, you know, it's not right. It's a different type of stress danger system. But again, the, I call it the needles on the record player. Think of the old LPs, the needle is stuck. And you're constantly in this hypervigilant mode and you're so stressed because it's like, where are they now? What are they going to do next? When is the next message going to come? How, you know, how bad is this going to get? And this stress said this inflammation is flooding your body. And that's why there's such a huge increase in anxiety disorders, eating disorders and depression in kids that are being bullied. I think another thing that we have to remember is you may actually have an anxiety or an OCD or a depression and you may be receiving treatment for it, but because you're maybe perceived as different at school, then you're at higher risk of being bullied. And so that is actually going to make your mental disorder worse. And so you can have a depression and then you could develop an anxiety disorder and then you can throw in an eating disorder and then you turn to drugs and it, it's I people um, I've had so many messages from people who are saying oh they just need to stand up for themselves or they just need to get a backbone how do you stand up to five girls we've seen the videos where they're waiting for them outside of school and they're punching and one is holding the girl down. How do you stand up to those? You know, it, it's, it's bullying has changed to such a degree that we really have to go back again, yes, to the parents, but also if it's on school property, schools are accountable. It, it certainly shows about, you know, some of the ways in which we need to try to handle and navigate this issue because you can't necessarily just tell people that and tell children especially that bullying is bad and they shouldn't do it. It's not going to change. And on, you know, the flip side of it, you can't just simply educate them and saying, you know, this is what's wrong. This is how you should treat people. You know, this issue might still occur. So, in what ways can we educate them in order to, you know, respect everyone in order to, you know, deal with some of these, you know, issues at place? Do we, you know, in first try to focus really on educating the ones who are bullying? You know, how can we navigate this realm in order to 
try to alleviate, you know, the the population of of how much it's growing within children that are wanting to be, you know, as you stated, they're they're groups. It's not just one singular person. So it's it's trying to fit into this norm. So, you know, how do we not make it normal in order for people to be bullied? You know, how how do we make it the the norm to be respectful, to to care for individuals and, you know, maybe even, you know, stand up with multiple people. Cause as you're saying, one person can't stand up to a group of five to seven, but what if you had a group of 10 children right. who are staying, all right, this shouldn't happen. You know, how can we navigate that realm? And I think, and I think this is where education needs to change. Um, certainly um, in schools by law, every single school should have a, an anti-bullying policy. And it should be, dis- and it is legally supposed to be displayed in very prominent areas, so anyone walking in can read it. And it also says what they will accept and what they won't accept. And that's where PTA and the parent teacher, all that needs to be involved. Mm-hmm. And it's one thing to go through it and get the kids and the parents to sign it, but if you don't help hold up accountability when an incident occurs, that's where you have a problem. And lots of school boards now, especially in the States, actually are hiring bullying um, officers. So if you're a parent and something has happened in a school and they're not responding, you can contact them and they will actually go and investigate. Um, But I think, again, it goes back to the core principles, right? So it's we need kids at very early age to to embrace values of kindness and understanding and compassion and that everyone is different, but that doesn't make them any less a person. Um, And in the school environment, instead of having, you know, like April, February, November is specifically related to bullying prevention, instead of just holding off and doing it then, much like mental illness and suicide and mental health, it's 365 days a year. And so there should almost be a weekly um, discussion around bullying. And I think it's time that schools started to support and educate on being bystanders. Um, not being a bystander, sorry, on being an upstander, not a bystander, because we know that bystanders are, are, are part of the problem. And it's being an upstander and it's showing kids about doing the right thing and going. So if the 13 year old girl is being bullied by five of them and you and your friend are standing there seeing this. No, don't say I don't want to get involved because you're, you, the fact that you're ignoring it means you are involved. You were sending a direct message that this behavior is okay. And no, you go and you just, you know, you either go up and you say, you're just mean, you're just mean girls, really, and you take the person away, or you just go and walk them away and say, come with me, and you go off somewhere else. And it's just removing that person, but it's sending a message. We're taking away your power. And the more the schools start supporting upstanders, and getting them to even for why can't there be a group of upstanders formed in each school? You know, that they're the ones that go up and say, no, you know, why not? They have all other school groups. Why can't you be part of an upstanders group in your school and stand there and say, 
we are not accepting bullying. Period. I don't care if your dad gives $3,000 a month donations to the school and he's a liar. This is not acceptable because eventually, you know, if there's a power in five bullies, there's power in five upstanders. Mm-hmm. And this is what schools need to do because lots of them are actually in some instances have punished the upstander and said, well, they contributed to the problem or they got involved. No, you need to be supportive. And this has to be ground rules, right? As an upstander, you shouldn't go in and punch the person in the face. You know, you may want to, but no, you mean, but it should be, no, what you did was right. And I think it's, it's showing that there's accountability. I think what's important though, is that yes, we're going to help the victim, but ultimately you've got to help the bullies because they're bullying for a reason. Mm. And it's easy to judge and say, Oh, she's just a mean girl. But what if daddy's abusing her at home and no one's helping. Right. And so we have to be open to think why is she bullying only they say nine to 14% of bullies truly are the oppositional defiant disorder, the conduct disorder, the psychopath tendencies. Mm -hmm. The rest are probably going through something pretty bad at home and it's their confusion and hurt and shame that's translating into let's make that person feel as horrible as I do. It, it perfectly ties to, to what we were speaking about in part one about this perpetual cycle about, you know, if one experiences uh, abuse or some sort of trauma, they're going to want to place it on someone else because they don't know how to cope with it. And their only means of knowing what to do is to inflict it upon someone else because that's what's been done to them. Absolutely. And the, the irony is that it only gives them a small amount of satisfaction. And that's why this new wolf mentality has come into place because the the primary bully will feed off the friends that are supporting her, but really it doesn't take away the pain. And ultimately you will find that bullies, unless we step in and help, they will then turn to self-harm. They will turn to drugs and alcohol. They will engage in risky behaviors because they're not getting the outlet for what's happening to them. It's it's the weirdest form of crying out for help. It it certainly is. And, you know, you've you've been sharing upon preventative measures that we can take, uh, whether it's, you know, beforehand or as well, you know, we're speaking about some that can happen, you know, when it directly happens in the present moment. But in terms of children that do face bullying and, you know, after they experience this issue, what really resources, what steps should we provide a child who experiences this? Not only once, but oftentimes, as we've stated, it's, it's recurring and it happens, you know, more than once. So what can we do in order to, to support these children? Because, often it's a lot of, you know, emotional distress and trauma that is placed within themselves and they need to heal as well. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's 
it's almost threefold because one, you have to provide a safe environment so that that child or teenager can open up to you. Mm -hmm. And you have to work with them to explain that, again, it's not their fault, right? But it's hard for them to understand. And it's working to, you know, enhance their self-worth and develop their confidence. But also it's then the school, right? It's reporting to the school and it's following up have you dealt with it? How is this being dealt with? Because you've got a better chance of that child healing if he or she can see that the bullies have been dealt with and that they're being helped. And that's the big difference. They need to have help so there's no revenge. Because if you just bring them in and say, three days off school, they've not learned anything. And I think it's also, I mean, there's so many great websites now. I have the resources on my webpage, Bullying Resources for Canada and for the USA. But Lady Gaga has an awesome one, not only for mental illness, but for bullying. And there's Stop Bullying, uh, which is another one. And it's actually, you know, going to that site with your kid and showing them the different resources and tactics that they can use and also helps them understand that it, not only is it not them, that they're not alone. But I think as, as parents, what we have to understand is that unless we address it, the chances of your child then going on to develop a mental disorder is huge. And we know what's happening in the States and actually in Britain, it's extremely bad. There's now death by suicide related to bullying, and they call it bully side. It has its own name. And just, the, I mean, it's only Tuesday, and I've already been sent six news reports on kids that have just died by suicide directly related to bullying, and the schools did nothing about it. Now, lots of, lots of states are now implementing laws. And they also have lawyers that are solely dealing with bullying. And so we know it's getting to be serious. But if your child is being bullied as a parent, why aren't you connecting with other parents? Because it could be their child next, or it could be their child and they don't even know. It's connecting with other parents and saying, look, we are here to help and protect our kids. And so 10 parents standing together against two parents with a bully is a stronger force. And it also sets a great example to the kids because it's showing them, you know what, we, we love you and we're here to, to protect you. And we're saying no to bullying. You form your own upstander group and together we'll deal with this. Because school boards are not, you know, one parent they can usually intimidate. But if you get together 10 parents, and that's just a small group when you think about it, who are going, hell no, and we're gonna bring the media and the school board and other school district to the table, there's, there will be a response. Because it's too late when the child has hung herself on school property. It, it certainly is, and it shows why it's such an important, you know, area to to focus our intention on especially as you're saying mental disorders are curated through bullying and it's happening at a large rate and it's oh. continuing and 
as well. Some of them aren't even curating these mental disorders because as you're stating, they're ending their lives before it can even be understood. It can be even aware, whether it's through the parent, whether it's through a professional, there's, you know, so many things that are, are leading this into, you know, such a, such a phase that we need to grab hold on, even as if the other people within not only their childhood that are experiencing such, you know, large challenges today. And I think you've already given some great, uh, you know, perspectives in terms of what we can do to move forward. But this question that I love to ask my guests is kind of a a wherewithal, a, a wrap up in terms of, you know, the experience that you have, as well as the you know, resources that you've already provided and, and what you want to do to move forward. And it's it's this hypothetical question that you're giving uh, a large, basically, fund of, you know, say a billion dollars in terms of, you know, what could you do now, Tracy, in order to really allocate those resources to prevent bullying, to prevent mental disorders, or to heal and work through what children or what regular people are facing today, what would you do in order to help, you know, fix this crisis that we're seeing at at such an exponential rate within our society today? Education. I think it's as soon as a child is born, Mm -hmm. um, it's education. And obviously that begins with educating parents. But as soon as that child goes into school, we need to start educating them just about the core values of kindness and respect and understanding and, you know, understanding race and culture and religion and hatred is not acceptable. I think because children are, um, they hug and smile and, and embrace people, you know, they're innocent and it's us, it's society that changes that. And so it's building them up from that age that they start to learn and understand. And it's continuing. It's, as I I stressed earlier, it's enabling them to understand how to manage stress and how to manage fear and anxiety and sadness and that healthy, holistic lifestyle, that approach. And it's building on that as they work their way through school. Bullying is brought into that because when you talk about sharing and kindness and acceptance, that's that's your core principles of introducing why bullying is unacceptable. And I think that if we're able to nurture those kids from a very early age, we have a better chance of having a generation that are going to be really enlightened and confident and can help the world. if I got the money today, it would still be introducing it now because I believe that because we know that in females, the brain is not fully developed until ages 21 to 24. And in males, 24 to 27, there are still room, there's still opportunity. And it's by introducing all this education and support. And it's the ability for them to go and talk to people and share their ideas and their confusion or their suspicions. and to be believed and validated. I think that's the biggest thing, not to be poo-pooed and dismissed that you're a kid. It's that someone actually listens to what they have to say and helps work through the issues because kids can always find their own solution. 
if you give them the tools. And so that's what I would do. I think we need to continue it right through, even in university, and give them a better chance of going out into the world because it's a big world and it's not a pretty one right now. Certainly great advice, Tracy. I, I appreciate you sharing that because we certainly do need this education. And, you know, within school systems today, the only thing that is even remotely taught similar is health class. And they only teach you about drugs to avoid and they teach you about why to exercise, but they don't teach you about your emotions, any experiences that you may have. They definitely do not educate enough about how children can use and and build upon these skills and, you know, resources in order to effectively, you know, improve themselves and heal through anything that they've previously experienced. So it's certainly great advice. And I appreciate you for taking this time with me today to, to share your story and your insights within, you know, these fields, because it's, it's certainly something that we need to continue pushing this message and continue educating others as well through, through this means first. We all have to. And I thank you because again, your show it's you never know who is listening and who hears a word or a comment that could actually not only change or save their life, but actually may get them thinking that they're like, you know what, let's do this. It, it certainly shows the power of, you know, these conversations and these connections that we need to continue to have within this industry. So, you know, I'd love to thank you again for taking this time and Thank you all for listening. This was season two, episode number 16 with Tracy Maxfield. And Tracy brought about some some resources as we spoke throughout this episode. And you can definitely go below in the show notes to find out those links and find out some more of those resources, whether it's Tracy's work that she's doing, her book, or the bullying resources that she spoke about. So please be sure to check those out. And as well, let us know what you guys think of this episode like, subscribe, review, and tell us what you liked and what you'd like to us to talk about more in the future. So thank you all for listening to the Mental Insights Podcast. This was your host, Brennan Catulli. Thank you all for listening to today's episode of the Mental Insights Podcast. Make sure to reach out to today's guest or myself if you need any advice, guidance, or support in your life today. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and review to this podcast so we know what you thought of this episode. I look forward to being in touch with you all in the next episode. I hope you all have a wonderful day.